Welcome to Recurring Nightmares, episode 28, Shark Week. I am Chris, <laughs> as always, joined by Jeff. Hello. And yes, it is it is Shark Week, Shark Month. Um, but at least Shark Week is ending. We're recording this in the midst of, of Shark Week. It, it ends on 29th or 30th, I think. So when this hits, it'll be after Shark Week. In any case, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking Deep Blue Sea and the Meg. Uh, but before we get into those two cinematic masterpieces, um, we saw some other stuff this month, um, including the new Jordan Peele um Film. I wouldn't say it's a horror film necessarily, but I mean, there's horror elements for sure. But new Jordan Peele film. Nope. Yeah, Jeff? a lot of a lot of people agreeing with you on that. That it's um, not horror. I mean, there's horror elements. I think for sure. I don't think it's it's not straight horror as I would it's normally. Not, no, but um, just based on what people were saying before I went to go see it, I I was surprised by how much horror was in it. Like to me, I'd still like, Oh, there's definitely uh, some fucking terrifying shit. Like, you know, the, at least number one, what sci-fi, right? Probably. Yeah. I would call it, the, I would call it a sci-fi film, but there was enough horror elements in it that I would, I would include horror as one of its, you know, categories or genres. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, Honestly, for me, I thought that some of the scary stuff in this was scarier than his other two films. So, okay. um, I, I liked it a lot. Uh, that, yeah, I mean, I think everybody knows at this point that it's kind of it's an it's an alien abduction movie in a sense. There's a flying saucer. Yes, very simple premise. There's a flying saucer, and these people want to. Captured on camera. So you say it's a very simple part, and I agree with well, you. Well, I, I mean, 100%. yeah, yeah. But when uh, you hear people describe it, they get like <laughs> they get tripped up on all the, um, like you know who the characters are and this and that. But when it comes down to it, that's that's the premise, right? That's like people yeah, trying right. to. Uh, I think the movie gets tripped up on all the shit that, um, you know, like it, it's a little clunky. A lot of people will say that, and I agree with that. It's it's a little clunky with like, there's a there's a kid. He was a child star, and then you know our main characters run this like you know they have like this horse ranch, but they like you know train horses for Hollywood, and, and they're descendants of the very first person. Not, you know, I mean, it's it's just like it's, there's all this stuff, but you know, it's at the all end of the day. Filmmaking or, or recording yeah. stuff um, to to get a shot, uh, and like that's you know that's an underlying theme of everything. It all all revolves around kind of filmmaking and and storytelling. But yeah, I think like you break it down easy. Like it's it's about a damn flying saucer that <laughs> grabs people. <laughs> people uh, are just trying to get uh, on camera. Um, you know. I, I don't think we should spoil this. It's, it's no. a brand new movie. Uh, I think we both recommend people go see it, right? Like you liked yeah. it. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I think, you know, 
trying to say things without spoiling, but like there's a twist with the flying saucer that I absolutely loved. Um, you know, maybe if we uh, talk about it again later, we could go into detail on, on what that is. But what did you think of the? I, the twist? A, I thought I thought that reveal was really cool. Uh, yeah. I think it it ties into the themes of the movie for sure. Like, yeah. Um, and there's like underlying hints at like, not just there's underlying hints about it as well. Cause it, it is a flying saucer of sorts, uh, but there, there's more to it than just that. And there are, there are themes in the B plots that interact with that. And it, it's interesting to see how Peel visualized that part of it. I thought it was really, yeah. cool. really, really cool looking. Um, There's something spoilery I want to. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it looks. Yeah, I can't. I can't say. I want to say what I think the flying saucer looks like, but it's it would ruin things. Um. There, yeah, there's a cool, you know, and you have Steve Yoon as this former child actor, and, and there's this backstory to him. And that's where I think you get some like the uh, the uh, scariest elements in the whole movie, which is like the, he was on the show that had a chimp actor, and the chimp goes fucking crazy one day and kills some people, um, like on the set or in the crew, and, and you know severely hurts other people. Um, I saw a lot of people just completely were like, "What did that have to do with anything?" And oh, I'm just like, so much. Well, it's so much. Have you seen people it. saying this? Like, I'm just like, yeah, no, totally. Were like you not paying attention? Yeah, like, I, I, I really think that's it. And and some of it may just come from the way that it's presented. Um, I guess so. I guess he failed in in making it clear enough. Like, I don't know. I I got it. Like, I thought the flashback scenes made a lot of sense in in yeah why Stevian's character is doing what he's doing, um, and and, and, and you know what happened in the past relates to what's happening. Yeah, I, I I'm like he's he's now uh, he like owns this little like theme park type like attraction or whatever. Yep. Um, and he's kind of doing. <laughs> this he's is like doing... a movie. I want to do like a full podcast on this movie. He's <laughs> he's doing a lot of the same things he did as a kid, but he's kind of the one calling the shots now. But he's yeah, still tempting fate. It's like there was a there was a lesson for him to learn when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't learn it, or he learned the wrong lesson. I guess I don't know, but he certainly didn't learn the lesson that he should have learned. And like that element of this movie, I really enjoyed a lot. And it, it's it's too bad that like it seems like a large segment of people like it's kind of lost on them. Like I don't know. Like it, it's it's really one of my favorite things about the movie, other than the the flying saucer itself, which we can't really talk too much about. Um, I really I I walked out of the theater like. When I walked out of this, I was like, "Ah, that was really good." Um, you know, I really liked it, but uh, us and Get Out were better. And I've constantly been thinking about the movies kind of since, mm-hmm. at least for like at least for a few days after I saw, it, I was thinking about it a lot, and it like really grew in my mind without even a second watch. I just was just thinking about the movie, and I was like, "Nah, I think I really liked it." So, um, I, I yeah. think. 
heel uh, has, has struck again uh, for me. For, um, for, I mean, I, I agree. I don't, I, I don't put it as high as you. I think it, I, I think it's his, and this is saying from three movies I, I absolutely adore. I think it's his weakest, but I love all three films. So, um, yeah, it, it, yeah. I think I don't know, man. I gotta watch it again. Again, I, I think the the only thing that's holding it back for me is it's a little clunky, uh, and, and it takes it takes its time getting going. But there are yeah. like there there's cool things throughout the first hour um, that I think keep it interesting enough. Um, I mean, Keith David's in that first hour, so yeah, and that opening scene with him is fucking awesome. Yeah, um, there's uh there's an awesome like fake out scare in a barn. It's fantastic. Um, yes, <laughs> I, I I thought it was really a, an effective scare, and you don't really hear, hear people talking about it because you find out it, it's fake, you know. So it's like there are people that are very angry that it's fake. Oh yeah, and they they think that it should have that's been what, that's it should have been real. That's what the film should have been, and I'm like, okay, but that's not what it was. Like it's literally a five minute piece. Like I get being like that would be cool. That's not what it like. Being angry about that, like not being the film, is so crazy to me. I honestly had not seen anyone really talk about or mention that scene whatsoever, and I was like, "Oh, did this get lost? Because you know, just because it's it, it's the scare's not real, you know, you find out, oh, it's totally fake." Yeah. But man, it's uh, it's almost like a nod to signs, like Shyamalan signs, mm-hmm. the way the way the creatures are shot in the barn. Oh my god, um. I really, there's so many, like, again, this is one, uh, it was almost like we need to do an emergency podcast just on Nope, but we were recording so close to actually seeing it that I figured we'd just get whatever non-spoiler things we could say here. Um, But, uh, I mean, there's, like, little things, like, um, there's a part with a shoe standing up, like, it's just, it's, it's almost nothing, but it's just an awesome touch. You know what I mean? This will all make more sense if if you're listening to this and you've seen the movie. But um, it's just little things like that, or the child actor who survived um, the attacks yeah, from the chimp. And great, great touch. You yeah, know, really cool. Um, also, kind of that. that there's things from the trailer that are like, I don't know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And like, it makes sense in context of the movie, but it also makes that trailer so much better because it, it provides this sense of mystery. Cause you're yeah. not sure what's going on. I guess the first trailer I hear, I don't think I saw the second trailer and I think that spoils a bit of the movie from what I hear, but I that know. first teaser with you know there's imagery there that that ties back that is it's fantastic but it does not make sense until you see the film yeah when you see that they show the one woman in the trailer and you're just like what is there like monsters in this like what is you know like what's going on here exactly um i i again i i really i really liked it a lot like i liked it and then i like it more thinking about it it's one that I will be getting in 4K when it when it comes out, you know, on video and stuff. Um, and, and I look forward to seeing it again, you know, seeing yeah. it at home and, and seeing how it how it plays a second time when you know where it's going. Yeah, I'm really interested, but you know, 
as of right now, it's like it's right up there with the black phone for me. Like those two movies are just some of my favorite stuff that's come out this year, and they're both well. Like we said, Nope is kind of primarily like a sci-fi blockbuster type thing. Yep. But the, there's enough horror in it, I thought, that... Uh, no, and I mean, a lot of sci-fi films have, like... Oh, they, yeah, yeah. They they cross over a lot. They they borrow from each other. Um, or just straight up are. Like, there are sci-fi horror films. That I think this, this blends. It has a nice blend of both. Um, that, like, straddles that line. Also, I, this is uh, not giving anything away, really, but like at the very end, there's like a little Western theme that plays. Oh, I love it. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just fucking, uh, dude. I, I, I really, yeah. Peel, keep, please keep making genre movies. I heard uh, him say that he was like interested in making a kid's movie, and I'm just like, no, man. No, 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 no. Please keep doing what you're doing. Um, I'm really digging it. Again, it, with my only problem with Peel has been that he he doesn't really deliver on the violence. But this movie is not a movie that like needs to do that. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah. us us should have us should have had like better kills, right? Um, Get Out could have had some better kills. He's stabbing a guy with an antler. It's like come on. This is like again, like uh, it didn't it doesn't need gore. This is not the type of movie that needs that. And, and the stuff that's here, I think, is scarier than his other two movies. So yeah, there's some horrific imagery that it, I mean, I guess technically gory in a sense, but not in the in the way that that you're, you're talking no, about. Not, right so not in the way I you know, you it know is, what I want. It is a uh, you know when you see it, it's like, that's fucking disgusting. It, it, over the top gore, we're not fit in this movie it's no just, it's not what this is and and again like what's there is disturbing enough so yep yeah really liked it man um i think that's it for 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 films we've seen i mean i know you've seen some other stuff uh mm-hmm. like, but but uh on your list here it seems like it's all uh television well, there was one other movie that I wanted to mention for a very specific reason, and that okay. is uh, it's a movie called Backcountry. Okay, I, I was telling I, you about when I was watching. For some it, reason, I, I thought that that was a uh, I that was a series that you no. watched, but that maybe I just no, thought it's, that, that was the Amazon Western thing. No, no, no. It's uh, it's like a short horror movie. Uh, okay, you can watch it on Shutter. Forgot the director's name, but he went on to do a movie called Pie Wacket, which I heard is pretty good. Mm. I haven't seen it, but um, there, there's a reason I wanted to bring this movie up. You know, I saw a lot okay. of movies, you know, but this this one I wanted to mention for it's going to relate to when we talk about our shark movies later. But that country is very simple, like couple camping, uh, you know, camping goes wrong movie, which I really like that type of shit. Um, and this is, you know, a good one of those. But the big problem that they run into while they're camping is there's a there's a bear that is like, you know, interested in them. Um, and there is a, an attack by the bear that is, um, one of the most horrific things I've ever seen in a movie. Like it's just, it's awful. Like it, it, it's like remember in that movie The Revenant where. Leonardo DiCaprio gets to, yep. yeah, so picture that, but like way worse, dude. 
way worse. And, and it occurred to me, like, watching it, I'm like, that has to be maybe the worst way to die, is being eaten by something. Um, Probably. I mean, it's up there, right? It's got to be up there. Um, it's just absolutely horrifying. Um, that and fire, I think. Burning fire sounds horrible to me. <laughs> Burning death would be bad. You know, I always, for me, it's like a plane crash because you have like the anticipation of it happening, like wow. a whole build up. Plus, I don't, you know, I just, yeah, plane, yeah. the whole thing scares me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, anyways, it's a very simple little horror movie. Um, with, again, with like a really, really uh, horrifying bear attack at, at kind of at the heart of it. Uh, and then it just becomes like the survival kind of cat and mouse. Um, thing it, it, it's recommended. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, it's on Shutter, but the, the reason I brought it up because it's going to be a point that I make all the way at the end of this episode. So. All right. Um. Well, going from backcountry, let, let's uh, let's stick with bears. <laughs> Perfect segue. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the bear, which is on. Uh, it's an FX show on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Set in set in your hometown. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, was half hour comedy? Um, sure, it makes it sound. <laughs> it makes it sound more like sitcommy than it is because it's it's not really like that. Um, it's a it's about a you know people working at a beef a beef place. Um, Chicago is one of its most famous foods. This is the town which um and so you have places that like that's what you go there for is a beef you know you could uh a lot of these places will have other things too but you know you're going a, there for the beef like a risotto or a cake yeah that you no know, not so much no <laughs> uh, no um but yeah and, and the premise of this show is this guy was like this michelin whatever chef you know he's working at one of the nicest you know, restaurants in the world in, in New York City. His brother dies and he inherits his brother's beef shop in, in Chicago and he comes back to Chicago and tries to tries his hand at trying to run the place and, and, and keep it afloat. And uh you know, I think what drew me to it is just the idea of <laughs> there's a show about a beef place. Like what the fuck? Like most people don't even know what the fuck a beef is, you know. Um you know, uh I don't, I, I think most places in the country don't have it. And where I've where I have had it elsewhere is not very good. Uh um, similar to trying to get a Philly cheesesteak yeah. outside of Philly. Like, Which is funny. Is, what is this? It's funny because I feel like I've had pretty good ones, but I've never had a real Philly, Philly cheesesteak, so it's probably probably way off base. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I was drawn to it just because of that, and it, it was getting some positive buzz too, for sure. Uh, before even I checked it out, and it had only been out for less than a week when I started watching it. I watched it; it seemed to explode, like it seemed to really. It's very rare that like almost everyone in our group chat is like watching the sh- same show, so that's just that's kind of my uh, metric of how yeah. popular this thing this thing got. And you started watching it too, right? Um, yeah, I'm I'm much slower than you guys. Uh, I'm I've, I have an episode left, but okay. Yeah. 
So you see, you've seen most of it. Yep. Uh, what do you What do you think of the bear? I think it's really good. Um, I mean, I, I I know that yeah, we we classified it as a comedy at at the top of this discussion, and I I guess sure, like it's it is way more intense and serious than any sitcom you've probably ever watched. <laughs> but, um, like the characters are all they all have like. A, a depth to them that is interesting and, and they grow over the course of, of the show as well. Uh, and I think that the, the episode I just watched, which I think you said was your favorite episode. Yeah. Is episode this, seven. It's short. I think it might be the shortest episode of, of the show. It's literally only 20 minutes long. And I honestly was like, that's, that's why are the credits were like, the credits are starting really late in this. I thought it was like five minutes into the show. Like it is just that enrapturing and it's really just about a shitty day in a restaurant and it's like enthralling. It's like busy shit hits the fan. Um, And I I think that the episode, once it gets going is it's a one shot, one shotter. Like it's all one, one uh, take, Mm -hmm. which is impressive. I guess they had to do it. I think they did it four times before they got it right. They ran through like the half hour four times before they didn't fuck anything up. Um, and it, you know it's it's cool watching this with my wife, who is she's works in the restaurant industry, and like when she was watching that episode, she was just like, "Yeah, that's how it is. Like that's how when a bad day happens, that's exactly what it feels like." Uh, so the, the show captured something. The, the thing that like hooked me onto it right off the bat, besides the fact that it was like this this Chicago show, was how it just like presents to you what feels like an authentic depiction of working in a restaurant without explaining all the terminology and the jargon that people use. It, you, it, you pick it up as you go along. Yeah, like. it trusts you. It trusts you to 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 figure it out. Like they could easily because there's a new girl at joins right at the beginning of this and they could uh this is what this means to her and stuff but instead you know she's knowledgeable coming in and they just fucking roll with it and you figure it out yeah and it's it's funny because i mean the there's a uh there's a dissonance between what the the new guy who's running it and how it was run before which was kind of chaotic and he's trying to make it more of a restaurant and so like it feels like you're learning how to be in a restaurant along with the rest of the staff that yeah, has yeah. never done that. Is there um, anything properly yeah. here? Yeah. Or like you're kind of learning the terminology and, and the right way to do things and, and about preps and, and how to do stuff um, as the show moves on. So like, I think it does a very natural organic take on, on that. I ended up liking all the characters in this by the end of it. Um, even, you know, the, the shitty one. <laughs> well, there's a few. There's one lady that she doesn't like the new girl being there, and, and she picks on her. You know what I mean? Well, she and, she's one. Mean, the, when I said that they all have kind of like there's a depth to them and they grow. Yeah, like, yeah. she yeah she's like really mean early on, and then they like, give she her starts they to give see her the her light. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 there's like a, there's an episode that just ends right on her face. That's just like really sweet. Um, there, like there's a great line where she's talking to the. The, the owner's cousin and uh he's like having a like he's basically he's having a meltdown and, and a midlife crisis over how things in the world are changing 
which is a great metaphor too, because like he's talking about everything that's changing in, yeah, in the restaurant, but he's really just upset about everything changing in life, like things moving out of, off the street, yeah. things are changing all the way, and she's like, "But it, this, what we're changing here, is better." Like, yeah. Uh, so, like she's she's finally bought she's into the change. Yeah, she's on, yeah. He, you know, he the, his character, the cousin, he's a dick. And I, I think he's, you know, he maintains his dickishness throughout. But like you said, the characters have depth. So he becomes yeah. a three dimensional human dick, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, like, you kind of feel for him at points, too. And, um, and, I, and I, you know, whether you like him or not, I think that the, his that performance, I'm sorry, I don't know the actor's name, that's one of the best performances of the year. Like, it, it really, like, it's just raw. Like you're just afraid where he's gonna go with it. You know what I mean? I think what um, flushes him out and makes him a little more approachable is there's this uh, flashback scene with John Barenthal. Yeah. Um, and you see what his life was. You see what the cousin's life was before, and like how much he kind of idolized. He was kind um, of a more of a dork. Yeah. You know, he was the tag along guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and he's he's. Sad, like his his best friend, his his yeah. buddy has died, and and his life is changing because of that, and he doesn't know where it's going. So yeah, he definitely there's there's depth added. He's not just the dick to be the dick. Like there's a reason. Yeah. So I don't. I I, I think it comes across in the way we're talking about it. I think we both really enjoy the show. Yeah. Um, it's eight episodes for the first season, half hour each, so it's pretty easy to to go through. Uh, it does <laughs> for me personally, like the beginning of episode seven, when they do that montage of those Chicago restaurants. Oh my mm-hmm. God. I, I lost my mind at that part. <laughs> Cause it was literally like, I had, Places you had gone and two of the restaurants that they showed, I lived within a block of in my life. Like that's, it's wild to me. Like how the fuck did you know to show Pequods? That's like up in the suburbs kind of like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's just, Whoever fucking and I, I heard some people say like this show gets some shit wrong. Like I don't know, dude. It's about as accurate as I've ever seen it. Um, just to know those specific places, and of course they showed my very favorite hot dog place on planet Earth. <laughs> so Gene and Jude's for a real quick shot at the beginning of that one episode. The show, I think, if it did not get renewed, I know you said you haven't watched the last episode yet, right? No. I do feel like. The, the eight episode run here does tell like a complete story that has like a, a definite ending at the end of the season. So I'm happy it did get renewed, but uh, it, it does kind of feel complete for what it is right now. I mean, I look forward to it coming back and see. I'm interested like how they're going to carry it forward because it feels like you've done all your tricks at this point, like showing us the restaurant biz and these crazy characters and like. And you have like this plot of his uh, cousin, or his brother who died, right? Then it's all kind of all right. You've done that. Now what? Like, wh- like what's the story going to be for season two? I don't know. Right. But uh, season one, I really did, really liked it. Came out of nowhere. Seems kind of, kind of took the world by storm somehow. Yeah, I mean, I saw it mentioned on Good Morning America, so <laughs> I guess uh, they're, they're, doing, they're doing something. It got renewed like two weeks or three weeks after it came out. So yeah, it, it, it it's obviously a hit. Um, um 
And uh, I mean, I, I saw some television too so before before we touch on your uh, your favorite <laughs> show out there. Um, real brief, I finished the Obi Wan series. I finished that too. That was pretty good. Um, I liked it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think it helps that I don't watch every. I, I skipped that uh, Boba Fett. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> um, honestly, like my thing with the the Obi Wan series is is it was worth it for Reva. Like he was yeah. the question mark. Like he, I didn't know anything about her. Like I knew it's hard to do these like prequel things and stuff because it's like you know that like Where Obi Wan Obi Wan yeah. can't die. Uh, Darth Vader can't die. You know what I mean? Like it's like there's only so much you could do that's interesting with that. Yep. And they added a new character that I thought I, I was like interested in her story. I liked it. Like I don't know. It wasn't the show was not like amazing to me, but uh, I like I had fun with it. Yeah, I thought thought it was good. I wasn't like oh my god that was amazing. Like there are, there are no. episodes that are drag and it I. Don't know how you get the depth you do with a character like Riva and in, in a uh, you know a two hour movie, which is originally what this was planned as. Uh, so I'm glad they fleshed it out. I've really enjoyed like whoever the little girl that played Leia was. Yeah, I ended she, up liking her. She was great. Uh, the little boy that played Luke is terrible, but uh, I mean he doesn't have a whole lot to do. He's only in like two or three episodes for short scenes. She just has yeah. zero personality. And he's not given anything to do. But the little girl looks like what you imagine Princess Leia would look like as a little girl. And she has that sass that you know from the original films. And um, she was fun. Like, I would I would watch more shit with her in it. I finally uh, did not like her at first. Like, I did not. Uh, I didn't think she was a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that the sass, like, it's a little coming on a little thick, a little heavy, like, it's like, all right, dude, but she's fully formed at fucking, you know, <laughs> 10 years old, but right. she grew on me for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was fun. Like, yeah. What else? That's, do you really that, that, that's, that's, that's kind of how I view it. Like, is it a fun thing to watch? And yeah, it was, it was way more fun than the book of Boba Fett. So they said, yeah. you didn't miss anything with that. Um, and you know it was only six episodes, so it was fairly short. The funny thing about like Reva being my favorite part of the show is because like that was like a big thing is like everyone hating on her. And, I liked her; she was good. Yeah, but you remember like when the yeah. series first came out, like the first couple episodes were out, and people were not oh, happy with her. Yeah. A lot of it was racism. I'm sure there was people that legitimately just did not like her performance or, or whatever but well a lot of them were set like and i think you know you hit it on the nail nail on the head like a lot of it was just just racism and they were they were hiding behind the fact that well how would she know x y or z it's like yeah, watch the whole fucking show and, man like it's explained it's like that the creators had not thought of this it uh it, it it was explained. I thought little it was patience, guys. Like, little patience. I thought it was pretty evident just from like the opening of that show, and um, you know, the, the opening of the the first episode starts out the attack on the yeah, when, when Anakin yeah. is attacking the temple, 
um with with the uh the clone troopers and like and you and and we see it from the perspective of some younglings so like i figured i thought it was pretty evident that like she knew who vader was but uh people were not happy about that but they they explicitly call it out in like the last two or three episodes so um i don't know i thought kamal was kamal new genie um he was fun it's like the fake Jedi. Oh yeah, like he's he's there for you know comedic relief, and I think he does a pretty good job. They didn't really do much with uh, what's his name though, um, Ice Cube's kid. Um, no, he was just he's very there. bland role. Like that guy can be very fun, and, and he just kind of does nothing. Like he's there, yeah, he's in a bunch of scenes, but kind of wished. They did a little more with that. Like you get these, act- like, that's what I love about the Star Wars TV shows is they get these like cool actors, uh, just like out of nowhere. It's just like, why is this guy in here? Okay, and like, sometimes uh, they do absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, like Bill Burr showed up. Was it Bill Burr? Burr yeah, shows up he, in, uh, he's, he's a recurring character now. Like, in Mandalorian, he's, he's yeah, awesome he's, in it. Like, uh, Bill Bill Burr. What's it? Rhea Perlman. Um. I can't think. Was it Nick Nolte? Was he in like the one of the first two episodes of The Mandalorian? Is a voice, maybe. Yeah, he's like the farmer guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, they they get like big name people. They get star power, do, yeah, do yeah. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're fun. Uh, I am a little happy that, like, I know there's a lot of Star Wars stuff that is is planned and coming and. But they are at least spacing it out some, unlike the Marvel shit, which is just seems non suffocating. Yeah, like yeah. to the point where I don't care about any of it anymore. Um, it, and it's like, like a full time job if you want to keep up with it. Yeah, like I'm so lost too. Like, uh, uh, I really like I'm really lost. Like I, I don't know any. I have no idea what the fuck any anyone is talking about. Like. Um, the latest episode of the film cast, they started off talking about. I guess there was some recent like MCU like announcement thing, right? Yeah, like, Comic Con, like, they, they announced everything. This is what's happening. This is like our roadmap, and, and they're talking about phase four. And I'm like, what the fuck was we've gone through four phases? Like, I don't even know what that means, but so, like, so in the past, it was easy to understand, right? So, phase one was. Like from Iron Man to Avengers, all that it's like setting up, putting the, all of them together. Yes, right. And then the second one was like the fallout of everything that happened in the Avengers, which culminated in Avengers Two, and like you know where they were okay. finally like, "You guys are bad guys," and like they split the team up, and you have Civil War and that bullshit. And then finally, like where it ended up with with Endgame. Um. But yeah, now like it doesn't make any sense. None of it's we're, coherent like, story. Post end game phase, right? Like we're just like setting up new shit. Like yeah, it's supposed I don't to be, like, know. The multiverse I, 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 or something. I don't even. I don't even care. But it's just like it, it just hearing these people talk about it. I'm like, this is fucking like you might as well be speaking Greek. Like I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I'm happy I checked out on those movies because I, I I always struggled to. Uh, justify why the fuck I was watching them. Like I was like, <laughs> I'm watching them because they're 
they're popular entertainment and therefore you know i should i should be aware of what's going on in the culture and but I just like at some point i'm just like this is not like it, it it's it's driving me nuts watching these movies because they're they, i don't think they're good like or at the best at best they're like serviceable you know and it's just like um what the fuck am i why like why why would I giving them my dollar? Well now they're I, so, I say I want other things. You know? They're so formulaic now that it's it's like there's like a there's definitely a template to these things. Yeah. And I don't know, like it's kinda lost its its appeal for me. <laughs> and there's just it's, so much of it that it's like I can't keep up. And you watch something like uh the Batman, it's like a million times better, dude. Like I, I don't know. I don't know why I'd fuck around with um, another Thor or whatever. Anyways, that's yeah. I got Marvel. I don't even know how did we get on Marvel, but well, I think just because oh, like, there's a, yeah, yeah, because uh, there's less. There's you know they're spacing the Star Wars stuff out just enough that it's not like oh I feel like I'm being overwhelmed, and it's also not like you don't have to watch everything because it's not all interconnected in some sort of gobbledygook like. Yeah, plot like, of nightmares. You could watch The Mandalorian and not know anything and enjoy it. And the proof of that is my wife. She has no fucking shit. Uh, I, sh- I I feel like I showed her the Star Wars movies, but she did not retain any of. It. <laughs> so she's probably like, I like this dude in like the silver I, I armor like the, and, and like the little you, baby Yoda. Yeah, like, and good enough, you know. And that you don't need to know. Like, I'm aware of where it is in the timeline and all that, but it's just, it doesn't matter. It's still entertaining, like, on its own, you know? Yeah, and I think, like, yeah, you might need, you probably wouldn't need to see the, maybe not, like, so I don't don't think your wife... Or Obi-Wan. She She never saw the prequels. Um, She, like, half-watched this this Obi-Wan show. But they give you a good recap. Yeah. I guess. And, and I mean, then you good, have good enough, yeah. You have me talking over the show, explaining uh, this is Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, is, he was good, and then he became bad. So yeah, I I think like they're spreading them out enough, and you can skip stuff, so it's not like, yeah. oh, I've I've missed out on like the last four shows or the last movie. Will I understand what's going on? Nope. I guess guess I just won't watch anymore. <laughs> I don't like how Marvel does that either. Um, and another other genre, you know, franchise bullshit. Uh, Netflix released the Resident Evil television series. Oh, yeah, you enjoying that? Enjoying is a strong word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm only two episodes in. Uh, I'm slowly, slowly approaching that. Uh, I think the second episode is better than the first. It does not feel like Resident Evil. Uh, there's a weird two timeline thing going on. So one's pre outbreak and one is is post outbreak where the world has gone to shit. So think uh like zombies everywhere in the world in the post post apocalyptic type it's, portion. Kind of cutting back and forth. Yeah. And I don't necessarily like that. Like I will say Lance Reddick, um, even though he is not who I would have pictured as Albert Wesker is he's great he's fun to watch in just about anything he does so yeah good actor mostly just watching it for him but uh yeah i guess if you're like looking for something else to watch if you watched all stranger things and all the other shit that's out there (laughs) resident evil has a tv show um 
But uh, probably a better choice would be uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is one that we check in on here and there. Um, and you have to indulge me like two more times on this. Uh, we're near the end. Well, I guess we'll check back next month when I think of it once it's all wrapped up. But I'm pretty confident going into this very final stretch that this is one of the best shows of all time. Like, it's just... Uh, it one, it's quite a feat, and it's something that, like, we kind of mentioned in Obi Wan, where it's like when you're doing a prequel show, you have a problem where, like, we know Mike is safe, we know Gus is safe, we know that uh, Saul or Jimmy is gonna live, you know what I mean? Like, right, all these people you know are, are gonna live, and, and so where's the uh, tension? Yeah, and it creates that. It amazingly will create it, even in scenes where you're like, it's two people, like you know, like you know that Saul's gonna make it out of this situation, but like you just forget because of how well done it the scenes are. But the other way it does it is by creating new characters that you care about just as much and and, and fear just as much. Like they, after you checked out, they introduced a villain who is every bit as fun as Gus, uh, and he's kind of a. Like, uh, he's kind of a thorn in Gus's side throughout the second half of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, really fun villain. Um, that they introduce him in like season three, or I want to say they introduce him in season maybe season four. You stopped at season two or season three? Season two, and then it was like you finished season two, though. Yeah, it just okay, felt so- like it wasn't. Yeah, like it was. It was good. Like the acting's great, yeah. the plotting is great, but it was like it's not moving no. anywhere. Ask ask anyone. Like, I've seen people say it a million times. You got to get through the first three seasons, and then the second, the second half of the series, like four or five and six, is just bonkers. Like season three, it starts to transition a little bit. I mean, season three is very much still in line with season one and two, but season three has a hell of an ending. And it's an ending that like lets you know, okay, this show is a slow burn, but you're gonna get payoffs. To the, like the things that they've been building up, you're gonna get payoffs. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if you know. I, I, I like still remember what happens at the end of season three. I don't know if you know, but uh, no, no, I don't. You, I there's a major character who who leaves at the end of season three. But okay, um, yeah. So they end up making you care about other characters and i don't know if you remember kim who yeah she was uh, like his girlfriend type thing. yeah she's beloved now and uh and so like you're watching and you're like well what the fuck's gonna happen to kim right um so they found ways to like really uh get the suspense out of it but just a few things to touch on and, and again we'll, we'll we'll come back a month from now and see what i have to say but one there's a one of the things about the show is you're like, okay, there's like the lawyer stuff and the Jimmy storyline, and then there's like the Mike and the Gus storyline, and you're like, they don't really see it. Seem it's, it's like it seems like it's just two different shows happening at the same time. Well, they finally have come together in really horrifying fashion. Uh, like I, I cannot explain to you like how fucking horrifying it, it was, and just you're just like, oh my god, and, and you just realize that the entire show was like building up to this moment of just this really horrible thing happening. 
Uh, and you don't see it coming. Like I, I, I saw it coming. Not at all. But it's like everything that happened was building to that, um, which is just that's an amazing feat. Um, and it's interesting now uh, because there's there's three episodes left, and it feels like all my questions have been answered. Like I'm, I'm just oh. like. I know what happens to Kim. I know what happens to Howard. I know what happens to like all these people, and I'm just like, you know, I know what happens to this new villain that they introduce, and I'm just like, uh, what else is there? Like, where else is this gonna go? And we actually got for our la- the last episode that just aired, we got a full episode of, of uh, Jimmy in Omaha in the future, like in the black and white shit, mm-hmm. and it was a full episode of that. And it was a fun, I mean, kind of spoilers, I guess. It was a fun fucking heist episode of him fucking ripping off the mall that he works at. And it was just, I never would have guessed that that's where, like, when the first time that we spent a full hour in the future, that it was going to be, one, fun instead of depressing, and two, that he would be fucking ripping off the mall that he works at. It's like, he can't, he can't help who he is. Um... He's always going to be a, a, a grifter. And, and yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it was just such a... And then you get to that end of that, and you're like, that was really fun. And I, and I thought about it. I was like, you know what? That would have been the perfect end right there. That would have been the perfect end of the series. You know, what's what's happened to Jimmy in Omaha? He's up to the same old shit as usual, right? That would have been great. But then now there's like three more episodes, and they could go anywhere with it. I have no idea what they're going to do. Uh, they've already showed the full transformation in the Saul, like the episode before he finally, you know, six seasons in, fully became Saul. Uh, and you're just like, all right, well, what else is there? And there's there's three hours left, and it's really exciting to me to, like, have no idea where it's going. Um, I guess, I, I don't know. <laughs> this show is, I, I am like... The point where I'm at with this show right now is like as excited as I was at in season five of Breaking Bad, where you're just like, "Oh my god, I cannot wait uh, till Monday night every week," and that's exactly where I'm at with with uh, Breaking Bad or with uh, Better Call Saul. So somehow they pulled it off. I don't know how. It's a fucking miracle. Uh, it's a fantastic show. Um, I really think like you should just pick up where you were and you'll get your bearings again. Uh, suffer through season three, just knowing that you're in good hands and it, it, and it's going somewhere. Um, it's really worth it. It's, it's easily the best show on TV right now, and it's and that's in a very competitive category. There's a lot of good stuff on TV. So, all right, all right, and well, you know, again, I'm confident that I'm going to be saying the same shit a month from now, but we'll check on it, like what I think after it's all over. All right, uh, you said three episodes left. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so next month we uh, might have conclusion of, of Better Call Saul, and you got a month to catch up, up, Chris. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to catch up in a month. Only so. about uh, you know fifty hours of TV. Yeah, you, you got it. You're good. Twenty. 30, 40, 40 episodes right now to catch up where you're at. That's, that's a lot of television. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will not regret it. Um, all right. Well, 
that's everything we've been watching for for the last month or so. Uh, so we're going to get into our our double feature. We're going to kick off with 1999's Deep Blue Sea. Tell me, Mr. Franklin, have you ever known anyone with Alzheimer's? No. What if you could end all that suffering with a single pill? Give me till Monday morning, 48 hours. I'll give you results that'll skyrocket your stock price. The most advanced research facility in the world. Wow. Beneath its glassy surface, a world of gliding monsters. A team of specialists is working against the clock. Did someone order the fish? On an experiment to benefit mankind. Sharks never show any loss of brain activity as they age. We're this close to the reactivation of human brain cell. But before they can save millions of lives... Tell me I didn't see that. They recognize that gun. It's impossible. Sharks do not swim backwards. They can't. They'll have to find a way to save their own. Just what the hell did you do to those sharks? Did you feel something? Jim and I use gene therapies to increase their brain mass. What is that? As a side effect, the sharks got smarter. Somebody, please, tell me what that is. Directed by Rennie Harlan. Um, of Die Hard 2, Cliffhanger. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty esteemed action movie director, I would say. Um, he also did Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, so you know he has a, a horror touch to him as well. I was in a conversation earlier today on the old internet where I said that... Uh, that is a super underrated one. I'm sorry. I know you don't think four is as good. I love part four. I mean, it's not bad. It's like, I think like coming off a of three, three is so good that it gets lesser. I think. I, I think yeah. I think three is objectively better, but man, there's shit in four. I don't know if you remember, there's like a part in four where it's like this, uh, this, this, she gets sucked into a theater screen. Oh my God. It's so cool. And then, um, there's also like these people get stuck in a time loop where they like time loop one is great yeah that's oh fantastic. dude I, and then there's the the roach motel kill like there's mm-hmm. some shit in four they really yeah. um they they you know it's this is not just Ronnie Harlan but the the effects guy that they hired for four really got to go crazy and he's really good I think it was screaming mad George did the effects for four. Anyways, I'm not trying to derail this, but no, yeah, if, if there's a I mean, if there's a favorite Harlan movie, it, it's that might be it for me. Um, and uh, this is not the first time we've had a Ronnie Harlan on this show. As earlier this year, we we did uh, the two Exorcists back to back. Oh, that's two, right. Two prequel Exorcist movies, and he did believe the one that we liked better. <laughs> Dude, you also have brought Scarsgard back again. You have some yeah. recurring themes this year in your picks, man. Yeah, and I mean, this was totally not... Uh, it was not intended that way. Um, 
because really I just wanted an excuse to to bring Deep Blue Sea here. <laughs> um, but yeah, Deep Blue Sea, uh, shark movie, um, nineteen ninety nine. As we said, it uh, had a budget of about eighty two million dollars, and it uh, ended up with a worldwide box office take of one hundred and sixty five. So uh, ultimately successful. Um, yeah, the, had... the, 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 sorry to. No, go ahead. The, what cracks me up is like when I saw that I was like, they would never do this. You know, nowadays give a give a some fucking non IP movie this big budget and it wouldn't do this good. But the other movie we're gonna talk about tonight, uh, it's kind of a it goes against yeah. what I would have said there because they did the same thing. They gave that a budget as well and it made a fuck ton of money. So yeah. There are exceptions um, to the rules. Yes. And, and th- this this movie spawned uh, weirdly, very, very weirdly, two sequels. Um, Deep Blue Sea 2 came out 19 years after the original film. Uh, and and then there was Blue another after Deep that? Deep Blue Sea 3 was uh, 2020. Um, there's not really a... a through line outside of you know that they're genetically modified sharks uh, which we'll 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 get to uh, i think deep blue sea starts off I, I i really love the way it starts off it kind of starts off like a a traditional slasher type film my f- uh, very first note opens like a friday 13th movie yep. i'm having fun also, <laughs> also with that did the wine attract the shark because they spill some wine <laughs> Into the water, I don't. Is that's not how that works? No, right? I mean sharks. Life? Sharks have incredible sense of smell. Uh, I mean, if you watch any any Shark Week stuff, like you know that they can they can sense blood in the water from like very far away. I don't think it works for wine. Like I don't but know why. That reason, was... uh, they they do show the wine spilling in the water. Yeah, like, like I think it's like... more to give it that like it. it it's a cool, it's cool looking effect of the red wine mixing with the water, and it looks like blood. Um, and I don't think it has anything to actually do with the those sharks being attracted there, though. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it sets it up like you know, these two couples are getting a little frisky on this this pontoon boat, and then uh, something starts banging at at the uh, the pontoon. Knocks them into the water, hysterical fashion, uh, and then the shark. They they see the shark coming at them, and they're they're rescued uh, by uh, this guy Carter, played by Thomas Jane, um, in also the most ridiculous fashion. He like he like harpoons it, and it is able to grab it, like he so that it lassoing a shark. Yeah, he lashes a fucking shark <laughs> from his boat. And like stops it inches from it eating the, these uh, this one couple. Super stupid, but a uh, great opening. I thought. I mean, this is a this is a theme that's going to run through this whole discussion. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then then it it you know we we get that fun scene, and then it cuts to I think it's like a boardroom or something like. Um, our other lead here, Saffron Burroughs, uh, who is a doctor doing some experimentation. She is in a, a meeting with, I guess, the head of her, the company that is funding her research, um, along with um, Samuel Jackson, who is like the second in command of this 
and yeah. so like, she, she's like they're they're shutting them down because uh something about like the uh, the shark got out or it, it hit the news or whatever the the medical stuff's not ready to go so she's like give me 48 hours and i will get you the results you need so you don't shut us down and then it becomes like fucking jurassic park like fucking <laughs> <laughs> samuel L. jackson gets on a helicopter they're flying out to this rig in the middle of the ocean um and it's like you know the coming into it like look at look at that look at the sharks like he samuel jackson's guy is all like kid like wonder looking at the the sharks inside the the pen um carter blake is uh you know he the thomas shane's guy he goes swimming with the shark and does like this like cool maneuver to to grab onto the tiger shark's fin and pulls a license plate out of its mouth or something uh, and this is where we also start to meet all the rest of the, the kind of the crew, the people that are going to be our primaries. Yeah. So, um, you know, Michael Rappaport's there. Yeah. Uh, he is like the kind of he's kind of the comic relief guy. Um, I mean, he, I don't know. I kind of give that to LL. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yes. That, that, yes. Uh, pretty sure. LL I don't know if they meant LL to be comic relief. I feel like, yes. He's phenomenal. Everything, and, he's, everything yes. he says is so fucking stupid. And it reminds me of his character, too. Like, he had a run here where he was doing this, like, an H2O, where he was kind of like this goofy fucking character. Yeah, I think he's great in this. Like, he's so funny. Um, um, but yes, he's a total goofball. But you're you're probably right. Like, I think that he is... He's also away from the group for a lot of it. Um, like, Michael Rappaport's guy is more with the the group and he's and he's not necessarily funny he is like that like goofy guy like he has he says dumb shit like there's no trust just trust me i'm trustworthy like walks off michael rapport is like funny even if he's not trying to be because he's such a fucking bozo yes um like that's like how he is in real life like he can't anything other than being a bozo <laughs> yeah um we we also have a very notable cast member here we probably did not even register for you the lady in the tower do you know who she is uh no she's ada taturo she's john taturo's sister oh. um but more importantly she is janice soprano tony's sister on the sopranos a very very memorable character on that show and honestly the only thing I had ever seen her in was The Sopranos until this movie, so uh, it was it was like a real treat to see Janice Soprano in a in a role here. It's like what the fuck, Janice? Yeah, she, and she's fun. She's I mean she's not in it for for she's a not time, like a big but, yeah she's not like a big character, but, but uh, she's a you know, she's fun in it. Uh, as you already mentioned, Stellan Skarsgård. Um, he he plays one of the doctors, and then uh, Jacqueline McKenzie also plays one of the the doctors. And I think her and Skarsgård's doctor are uh, together. Um, I think it's implied that they they have a relationship of sorts. Um. So yeah, we we go through. We kind of get the introduction to the the facility, and you see where everything is, and um. You get some some jump scares, uh, well, some fake out scares, I guess. That like 
oh, the, the lady goes out. She's like looking out on the water, and you expect the sharks to attack her, but oh, it's her birthday. Um, it's like some some good like tropey, fun stuff though. I think. And, yeah, and then you're we... setting everybody up. You're setting yeah. you're setting up the, the the setting, all this, and it, it's about thirty minutes in. At some point, I'm starting to get antsy. And right is when I took my note that I said I'm getting antsy. That's when it started to go down, and it just pretty much it doesn't that stop was it. from there. Yeah, that was pretty much it. See, so, yeah, I'm assuming that like where you're like I'm getting antsy is when they actually start going into like what we're doing, and it's like yeah, here's, yeah. here's all the medical stuff, and they're they're performing this procedure on this shark who is supposedly passed out. All all of his, mm-hmm. his uh, um, all the you know the vital signs are are optimal for being asleep and. Um, you know, nothing happens, and then just bites this dude's arm completely off. What he gets for smoking? They they tried to tell him not to smoke. Yeah, and uh, and then from there, as Jeff said, it does not stop. Like everything starts going wrong. Um, you know, they try to to evac this guy, and all all during all this as well. A tropical storm is moving in on the facility, so it's going to make everything harder. Uh, the the uh, helicopter ambulance comes to take this guy away. They're lifting him up. And My favorite sequence in the whole movie. They get kind of like the you know just happenstance that the the pulley pulling the the stretcher up catches. It, it freezes and then it reverses like it. it, it it breaks and reverses and drops Stellan Skarsgård into awesome. the ocean, uh, which then becomes like basically uh, the helicopter's a giant fishing pole for these sharks, and th- they grab onto it, yank it, uh, like the tensile strength on the fucking thing. Oh yeah, had to be super strong. It rips through the uh, the metal dock and pulls the helicopter directly into the tower. Um which causes issues across the board, but uh, it, it causes structural damage to the facility, uh, which is going to cause problems later. It also you know, is on fire, so things have to get shut down elsewhere in the facility. And then somehow the sharks get a hold of Stellan Skarsgård <laughs> and drive him directly into the observation deck. Dude. That was I fucking started howling when like it's like the shark is intentionally using this guy on a stretcher as like a battering ram. Well, and And, and that's kind of like the whole you know whole premise of this. They're smart. These are smart sharks, right? Yeah, they they fucked with the sharks. They've they've increased the brains of these sharks, and a side effect of them increasing the brains, which they were doing to like you know, try to cure some disease. So they needed more of this protein from the brains. In any case, they made the brains bigger. Sharks got smarter. That's not how science works, but (laughs) it is here. And the sharks are plotting. They did. They were, they smartly said it wasn't just because their brains are bigger. They're like, Oh, as a, like another, Oh, and also accidentally we made them smarter. Like, uh, yes. Yeah. Like it's just like a side effect of a, their brains getting bigger. <laughs> also, somehow they got smarter. Um, yeah, and now they're they're fucking. They're basically a trio of slashers, um, that have to stay in the water, and so they've they flooded the facility, and they find a way into it, 
in hysterical fashion. Like Samuel L. Jackson is just over the top throughout this entire film. Um, and he's like screaming, like, what the, the shark's trying to come through the fucking door? Like, <laughs> uh, and it, it just plays like a, a cat and mouse game as the sharks kind of stalk them once they gain access to the facility. And yeah. we're, we're trying to watch, you know, you know, we're hoping that these people escape or, you know, in some cases we're hoping they don't escape. <laughs> Either or. I'm having some fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, but that's it. They're like, you know, the place is flooding. You get lots of shots of like fucking water just fucking bursting in the rooms and shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and then just them trying to figure out how to get up and out. And we got fucking smart killer sharks coming after them. And the sharks, um, sometimes CGI, sometimes practical. Yeah. And there's one that works really well. <laughs> and then, you know, the CG is not, it's, it, it was probably great in 1999. It had to have been. Cause you know what? The first thing that struck me about this movie, like after the opening and then you're getting like these helicopters and they're flying into the skyscraper and this and that. I'm like, Oh, I did not realize that this was a movie with a budget. Like, the, like it looks like it has a like. It doesn't yeah. look. I always in my head had this as like this cheap, cheesy movie, and it's not that. It's an expensive, cheesy movie. Yeah. So the the shark stuff had to be as good as they could do it. Then it doesn't look like our hyenas from earlier in the year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they spent some money on it. Sometimes it just doesn't hold up because it holds you know, too long on certain. Uh, certain things were CG that shouldn't have been too. I felt like like you'd see someone get killed and like their hand was floating up in the water. I'm like, why is that look CG? Yeah, like, yeah. we um, don't need that. But there's a lot of times when it's close quarters with the shark, and when you're only seeing part of the shark, or when when they are first taking the fluid out of the brain of the shark, like before the shit hits the fan. Clearly practical, and it looks good. Like yeah. Anything they do with the sharks that is, you know, sometimes they'll have the shark like swimming around, their fins sticking out of the water. Looks good, like because it's because it's clearly practical. Um, it's when they do like the full body shots of the yeah, shark it's, underwater. It's not it's not like, like, they also sometimes terrible, use actual, like, yeah. They they sometimes use actual B roll of sharks underwater. Yeah, uh, but. Like yeah, when when they need the sharks to do something specific, it's not great all the time. But they at least they are smart enough to like thank God because it's like the nineties. They're smart enough not to just be like, oh, this is just gonna be CG. Like they were like, oh no, it's gonna be a mix, and that's how the best movies are done today. Is it's a mix? Yeah, and um, again, I can't. I am not going to deduct points from this movie because the sharks look fake sometimes because this is it's a product of its time and it was doing the best it could at the, at its time, you know. Yeah, and I mean I mean I think for the time it was probably pretty ambitious. Like we we didn't have a lot of shark movies. Like they they've blown up since Deep Blue Sea. Like we we get a few a year now. Um but we really, there was not like a whole lot of shark movies. Like it was Jaws, you know, between yeah. ni- 1970 something. Well, Jaws three, 2, three, Jaws 3, Jaws, Jaws 4. 4 right. <laughs> yeah, but, like, that was it. Like that was, and this was like, 
hey, like, we're going to do a shark movie. It's not like Jaws, but, like, you know Jaws, right? This is fun, like like Jaws, in a different way. This was the um, Jaws killer, man. They were topping Jaws all around. <laughs> uh, most of the sequels, for sure. <laughs> Definitely better than most of the sequels. Um, but I, I, you know, it's a bunch of set pieces once everything gets going. Um, and they mostly work like there there's a, a fun scene where LL Cool J locks when well, he gets locked into his own oven and then stupidly somehow the shark turns it on. <laughs> Is this before or after? Because one of my notes was LL Cool J yelling at a shark and he says, you ate my bird. Okay, no, so so. This is this is in that scene, which is it's also it's like right after that. Or whatever. It's it's very reminiscent of Jurassic Park and the the scene at the end of that movie where the kids are in the the uh, the kitchen. Very similar to that, where he like retreats back to the kitchen. He's trying to hide, um, but you know the difference is is that the sharks are in the water, so he's trying to stay out of it. And the bird is flying above, and he's trying to get the bird. And the shark jumps out and just gobbles the fucking parrot. <laughs> and then he falls over into the water and retreats to the, the oven. And that's when the shark accidentally locks him in, turns the oven on, and he has to hack his way out. And on his way out of the kitchen when he throws the lighter, it's like, Funny. you 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 ate my bird, motherfucker. <laughs> he throws a lighter and it blows yeah. up the fucking room. <laughs> Which is so stupid. <laughs> like, like, you're underwater explosion's not a great thing to be doing um but it's a fun scene <laughs> like there's an uh, awesome scene where the one i'm sorry i don't want to let you no know. no go ahead what, what? Uh, there's an awesome scene where like the one um one of like the hot chicks she fucking strips down to her underwear for no reason oh yeah the, the with... main the main character dr susan yeah yeah, yeah. that makes uh, zero sense <laughs> I it's fine by me, man. It worked, <laughs> you know. It's like, all right, we're doing uh, it's a Gorney Weavers, Gorney Weavers. Yeah, she. I don't. Uh, oh, I actually. Is there a reason she's there's doing a this? Logical reason to it. It still makes zero sense. And every time I see it, I'm like, why is she stripping into her underwear? But she is using the the insulated suit. Mm-hmm. She's standing on it to protect her from because she jabs the electrical you know, wire into the water to fry the shark. Uh, uh. So she's standing on it as insulation. It's a dumb looking scene, but also like she's it's great a, looking in that. It's a, it's a good scene. You you got this, you know, this girl stripped down her underwear uh, and you got a practical shark for the most part chasing yeah. her around. And, you know, it's just, it's suspense, a little bit of horror, you know, a little bit of not nudity, but, you know, you know, get some skin. I mean, as much as you're gonna get in in yeah. like a PG thirteen movie in nineteen ninety nine. I think this was R. Wasn't it? I, th- may, I, may, have, say, been I don't know. I, I, this movie was pretty dude, there's there's fucking we didn't even touch on uh the fucking money shot, the most famous shot in the movie. We went, like we rolled right past that. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm, uh, I'm 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 like, I got it. <laughs> want to roll back to that because it's still to this day. I was just cackling at it. Uh, everybody's probably seen the scene where Samuel L. Jackson is giving this like inspirational speech about how they're going to get out of there. <laughs> in the middle of it, shark jumps out of the water. <laughs> In the uh, the pressure, the decompression chamber or whatever, and uh, it eats him whole. 
<laughs> uh, it, it it's terrible looking, but it's fucking hysterical. It's good. It's good for a lot of reasons, but he's like right mid speech. Like you, you don't yeah. like again. You have to put yourself in the mind of someone who's not seen this. Yep. It, it, like I, I knew it was coming because it's a very famous uh, shot. Yeah, everyone's uh, everyone's seen the shot at some point. Melissa well, didn't though, and she oh, fucking really? she died laughing. You know, like <laughs> great, and 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 it's great because he's like giving this whole speech. Like it just feels like he's not even done saying what what he's gonna say, and it's just like wow. And it just does... throws like this movie like has a sense of humor about itself. It's not afraid to to kill off a, a major cast member. Like it's it just yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a brilliant little thing. Like um and I, I think what what also sells that and it is so hysterical. That's why I have like Samuel L. Jackson in the middle of this like dramatic speech where he's trying to pump up everybody is the reaction of the other four people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just like scampering away like as <laughs> fast as they can like the shark's not gonna like flop its way over to you you're not anywhere near the water but they are like t- trying to get out of that room as quickly as possible <laughs> it's it's fucking hysterical um yeah i, I love this movie uh, <laughs> it's so dumb yeah i, f- I feel like it's kind of impossible to like go down every step of what's happening here. We kind of cover what happens in the middle. You got yeah. the big showdown at the end that's above the water again. Yeah, they find they finally get back uh, to surface level. I think there's a great scene right before then. So LL Cool J's uh, character is he's preacher because uh, I mean I don't, like he he's always talking about God. <laughs> he's, he has a cross on his neck, and he also gives. A fucking phenomenal speech here, and it's just like he seems like he, you know, he grabs the hands of the two other survivors, and it seems like he's going to go into this very serious prayer, and then he just goes off, <laughs> talking about how we're going to like fucking like you know, get past these motherfucking sharks. <laughs> he tells who's like this is how to make the perfect uh, obliter. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> Am I mixing this up with something else? Yeah, he but, says that, right? That that is so he he finds a camera and oh he's that, that's, he's leaving like I'm gonna if I if I die message. yeah it's like I'm and, not, so it's like it's very dramatic and then yeah okay oh yeah God. that was good too I like that so it's like it and it I think the film does a good job with all of that right it's like. It's very you, winking, you and, like it, it gets it. Like it gets it's how like stupid. All of this. Is. This is what you expect, right? You expect the character to speak into the camera and and give like, hey, you know, if anybody gets this, if I don't survive, and then he just does something stupid, like gives a recipe for an omelet. Um, you know, <laughs> the perfect omelet is two eggs, not three. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like you know, he's going into his his uh you know his prayer. He's holding on to their hands, and he's like. As we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we're gonna beat these motherfuckers. <laughs> it's so dumb. Um, or the you know the the uh, Samuel Jackson speech where it's like you're expecting you know, this big thing, and then just out of nowhere, a shark comes and bites his head off. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they finally make it to the top, um, and then it it takes a curve. Like uh, 
because you know, as just kind of mentioned, it plays with your expectations, and you expect either Thomas Jane or LL Cool J to not survive. Like you, you expect the the doctor to survive, right? Like she, she's one of the stars. Um, LL Cool J is like a side character at best, and in fact, yeah. he makes he makes a comment like he kind of like, stealing the show though. Like him, you know. yeah, yeah, for sure. But he he kind of makes a comment that like the you know black people are always the ones that die in these <laughs> things. Um, so you're kind of just expecting them to go that route, and and it doesn't. Like it's a pretty pretty good uh final action sequence where she sacrifices herself. Uh to save the other two and, and ultimately like, stop the shark from escaping. She like cuts herself and jumps in the water. Right. To attract, yep. uh, this is going by memory, not from notes. Like uh, I was, I just pretty much stopped taking notes in the second half. Uh, but yeah, the, the shark's like trying to break out of the, the facility kind of like the, yep. the age type thing. And she distracts them long enough so that I forgot what the fuck they they like blow they, it up. Or yeah, something they, somehow, they, right? had, they had set up some like, you know, what amounts to like some TNT or whatever. Like they had homemade TNT that they created, and they they blow the shark up. Pretty big uh, explosion too, if I recall. Like yes, very uh, very chunky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some good uh, some good gore effects there. It's a good like I like the finale above the water there. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, it's satisfying. It it, it ultimately um it works. It, it <laughs> feels good. So in the very ending, like the very ending, like right as we're about to roll credits, doesn't he say like uh, I'm done with this job? I forgot who the fuck says that. Uh, uh, I, th- I think LL says, yeah, like, I, 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 you know, I, I quit. And uh, I think whoever says it, the other guy goes, Amen to that. And there's like <laughs> lying there, like, fuck this. Never doing any more shark shit again. Um, then end credits, which gotta touch on this, Chris. Gotta <laughs> touch on this. Yeah, so, I mean, LL Cool J, uh, notable rapper. Um, before he he turned in, in, into acting, and uh, he has a ridiculous song that kind of recaps the, the plot of the film and and aspects of it. But, uh, Bring back this trope. This was a thing in the late yeah. '80s and throughout the '90s that you'd have a rap song over the end credits that's about the movie. Yeah, and this one is just. So fucking stupid. Uh, what is the core? Like, it's like uh, my hat is like a shark fin. Yeah, uh, deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. Yeah. What? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. There is a video matter. out there. Uh, the video is hysterical. Um, it, but yeah, it's just a fun way to end because, like, you know, it's a it's not a Perfect good for song. this type of movie. Yeah. It's not a good song, but it is like th- I just had a good time. This is a fun way to go out. Um, yeah, I mean these lyrics are great. Man made terror, hungry jaws of death. Y'all don't cross my depths. <laughs> uh half man, half shark. My jaws don't fall. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, it's a uh, it's something. 
deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. Um, fun, fun film for me. Uh, I am. It sounds like you and Melissa enjoyed it. I had fun with it. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that you enjoyed it. I, sometimes I worry, like, is this is this going too far? Is <laughs> this just like niche to me? Uh, no, but I, I did realize something in watching these movies, mm-hmm. uh, which is like, this is not quite for me. Like, I liked it. I had fun with this. So, you know, uh, happy you finally nudged me into seeing this movie. But I, there's been something that's been like nagging at me for years, where I'm like, I don't feel like I like monster movies as much as other people and as much as other horror fans and i think i figured it out and i'm including shark movies in, in as like fine, a yeah sub, i mean they're uh, they are they are a monster of sorts like yeah. something certainly foreign to us and i figured out what it is mm-hmm. and our next movie suffers way worse for this than this movie does but um my thing with monster movies is they're not horror, they're action. Like I like dawned on me watching these. I'm like, yes. Generally. Because and the reason I brought up back country at the top of this is cuz that is it's a bear attack, so kind of in the same realm as this, right? Mm-hmm. But the difference is in that movie it's played for absolute horror and the terror of what it would be like to be eaten alive. And and you could do that with a shark movie, but shark movies don't do that. It's just someone gets ripped apart, and oftentimes don't really see much, or if it does, it happens really quick. Um, there, there's not the, the horror of... I, I think there's been some, like, I haven't seen it since it came out, but I, I think Open Water is probably closer to, to like, what... To like, to, like, dealing with... Yeah, I mean, the, Open Waters are more serious yeah, type of, yes. of film. I don't think it has what you want in terms of like the shark attack. Um, the gore, but like, but the, the, my point, it's not even about the gore so much as yeah, like present this material as horror, as like something that's scary, and like this movie doesn't do it. The Meg certainly doesn't do it. Um, and, and I think like most monster movies, which most people I know love and most horror fans really love, like I don't get into Godzilla or King Kong or any of that shit as much. And I, like, I finally thought about it. And I was like, yeah, those are action. Like, that's what they are. They're not really horror movies. They're action, they're adventure. Um, and, and in the case of the, the big budget, Stuff like Godzilla yeah. and King Kong, they're sucky action movies. They suck because most of the movie is people standing around talking because you know you can't have an hour and a half of the action because it would cost eight billion dollars. Um, right. So yes. that, that is what dawned on me watching these movies. But Deep Blue Sea suffers way less for it because when Deep Blue Sea starts, it's action to the end. Uh, and and it's very tongue in cheek and fun and, and um, like you just kind of like the characters you like and it has dude it just has a few 
all the movie really needs is a few like really memorable scenes and you know Sam Jackson getting eaten by the shark fucking and Skarsgård getting used as like a battering ram good enough I had a good time so I guess I just kind of gave my like summed up my thoughts on, on uh Deep Blue Sea I guess I could give give my score yeah, yeah. what what's your score uh I I again I enjoyed this quite a bit and uh, the score might not sound like it but you have to remember, we use the whole scale, so it's a six point five out of ten for me. Okay, that's uh, that seems fair. Um, I, I mean, I, I've already mentioned I love this film. Um, <laughs> I think I agree with you that it's not it's not horror. Like it, and Rennie Harlan is not necessarily like he he's done horror and he's done some yeah. good stuff with you know we talked about Nightmare on Elm Street four and some of the the scenes there. And, you know, he did that Exorcist film, but he is, you know, his other big films, Die Hard 2, Cliffhanger, are straight action movies. This is a, this is more of that, is more of an action movie um, than anything else. And it, it has a great sense of humor that I think just is, it's infectious. Like, once it gets going, it's a roller coaster ride. Um, and it's a, it's a blast to watch for me. I watch it almost yearly. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I really enjoy this. I'm gonna go with a score of eight. Cool, cool. I will see it again because I bought it. So yeah, I was I was worried when you were like I blind bought it. I'm like, well, five bucks is probably <laughs> like I mean that's like throwaway money, right? Yeah, like, it's like, I do not care. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, you know, it, it's it's some it's a good summer movie it's something i'll watch down the line I, it won't be like a yearly movie for me but i can see five years from now i'm fucking high or something yeah, let's like, throw on deep blue sea you're looking for something dumb yeah, and fun to watch yeah. and it's like yeah, it's, hey let's watch this it's really stupid <laughs> <laughs> um all right uh well we're gonna take a quick break and uh, we'll be back with the Meg. There's a monster outside. What you people discovered is bigger than we ever thought possible. How big is that thing? It was the largest shark that ever existed. A living fossil. Thought to have been extinct for over two million years. Wrong. Megalodon. He's kidding, right? That thing's out there. You need to find it and kill it. Why don't you just put a tracker on it? Did you guys ever watch Shark Week? He looks heroic, but he's kind of got a negative attitude. Chewing this, you ugly. So our next film is 2018's The Meg. 
uh, directed by John Turtletaub. Um, maybe most well known for being the director of Cool Runnings. Or say, did, you, did you did you look up this filmography? <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this is I, a crazy I, filmography. Uh, dude, it's all over the place. I thought like so when I saw John Turtletaub, I'm like, oh yeah, that's somebody, right? Like I thought and it was he, like somebody I knew, and I looked him up, and I'm like, I. I guess he's a person who's done movies. But, like. <laughs> yes, he is. He is a man that has directed movies. I also thought that too, though, Jeff. I was like, it sounds like ah, a name of oops. someone. That he's done something, right? He's, he's done some like action movies or something, right? And like, I mean, What's he's done shit? movies. Um, Three Ninjas, Cool Runnings, um, and that they were in the early '90s. Then he he did some other stuff. I don't know. Uh, then he did. Then he was with Disney for a bit. Um, Disney's The Kid, National Treasure, which I, I like. I think that's a fun movie. Uh, National Treasure, Book of Secrets, which I, I don't like as much. Uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. He did some movie with uh, Michael Douglas, Robert De Niro, Morgan Freeman, and Kevin Klein called Last oh. Vegas. Um, that was okay. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> uh, I think I saw it because like it looked like it looked kind of like. Uh, what the hell was that? The the movie with like a bucket list fucking yeah, kind of a bucket list, but it was more, like it it remind it was like an old people version of uh the the what was that Bachelor the the, the Hangover yeah the Hangover it was like, like a, a old old person version of the Hangover yeah. doing dumb shit. I was like, and it, it's fine. Like that's mostly what I got out of John Turtletop. His shit's. It's a it's a hell of, hell of a filmography. <laughs> yeah, it's all over the place. Uh, he, Nick, Nick Cage I'm, likes him. <laughs> when I'm setting up the Meg, I'm going. Who do we need to direct this? We need John Turtletop. So yeah, we, weird choice, things. right? Like very very weird choice, uh, especially a guy who had not at that point directed a film Dude, in five years. It explains a lot, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, he is not attached, I believe, to uh, the, the Meg mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But in, anyway, the Meg uh, uh, film uh, starring Jason Statham, who uh, for you know pretty much the I don't know the last fifteen years, he's been one of the big action stars for sure. Um, for sure, I wish um, people would use him more, better. Um, yeah, they seem to disturb him into a lot of shit. Yeah, like he—he's just—he's got a presence, and you know, I really love those crank movies. Yeah, he's in. You've seen those, um, and I really loved Wrath of Man. Have you checked that out yet? I still have not seen that one. Uh, that is, uh, again, that's him getting like something that's decent. He deserves that. Yeah, I mean, he is a decent actor. Um, I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah, he has—he's a great personality. Um, Rain Wilson in this. Uh, that I did not remember. I saw. So I think we reviewed we, this. We reviewed on this movie on dudes. movie dudes. Yes. And I, uh, I did not remember Rain Wilson. I mean, I saw this in the theater. I haven't seen it since. So what? Four years now. Yeah. Rain, Rain Wilson plays like a. Uh, he's basically like a Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk type jackass. It was uh, just strange seeing him in a movie. Like I have not seen that dude around. Yeah, he doesn't do a whole lot, and maybe there's a reason for that. But uh, <laughs> like, um, Ruby Rose, who uh, I 
I did not know who she was when this movie uh, came out originally. I only know her as the chick who quit on Batwoman after one season and, and fucked that show up. Um, then there's like a bunch of like character actors, uh, Paige Kennedy, um, Jessa McNamee, um, Cliff Curtis. He's, he's a, I actually like him. He's, he's pretty good. Another actor you've brought back again, haven't you? Wasn't he in, uh, probably been in something. I'm sure. Wasn't he in sunshine or, um, didn't yes, you? yes, he was in sunshine. Yeah, see, you're you're returning to a couple. You got like your crew this year. Evidently, <laughs> Not, like uh, unknowingly, but you uh, didn't yeah. realize it. You just gravitate towards the, these certain talents. I, I like Cliff Curtis in Sunshine. I too. like him. I, I, I like him. Um, it's a weird film in the sense that it is. It's uh, it says Warner Brothers on on the title card but it is uh a joint venture of like four different companies that put this together <laughs> uh including some uh, chinese film companies mm. um and that shows in like the the primary co-star here of uh li bingbing uh who's a chinese actress we put um, these uh chinese actors to to draw in the Chinese, Chinese this is yes. like a purposeful thing they did. Okay. Yeah, I, I think very much so. I think it's very much to like, and it was funded by, you know, the, in, hey. in large part by, you know, Chinese movie studios. So it worked. Cause I don't know if you said what the box office did, but it I haven't, did. haven't got there yet, but yeah, okay. it's budget of 178 million. Um, but, uh, it hit a box office of 530 million worldwide so half a billion dollars enormous dude right i'm like a numbers guy that is a big amount for for a non-marvel like non-ip like right this is not an ip right like uh not 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 at this point like there's going to be a sequel so i guess it's an ip now no but i'm saying it was an original original film yeah um and so, like they, they, I think they did a good job of casting Jason Statham to catch the eye of American and Western audiences. And then, eye, you know. right? I mean, you, me. you went and saw it when Pull it came me. out. And then, uh, you know, Li Bingbing and and um, a couple other Chinese actors uh, to to capture the the Chinese audience and kind of worked. Um, it, obviously, super successful box office wise. Uh, Maybe less so uh, as a film, but <laughs> well, hey, man. we're, we're going to get into it. Uh, the plot of this film is uh, uh, Jason Statham plays a rescue diver or a rescue operator of sorts. Um, he does deep, deep sea uh, rescues of like submarines and, and sunken ships. Uh, to bring them up in, in submersibles. Something happens in a mission that he's on, and he believes something has like hit the, uh, the what, he, what they were trying to do a rescue on, causing them to have to leave two of his crew behind, and he's kind of retired from that game. That's how this just kicks off. Um, yeah, it just starts off with some disaster. I felt 
wasn't very clear what the fuck was going on, but yeah, you're not really like you, you, you get the idea. Something bad happened, and he's out of the game. Yeah, like yeah, right? uh, like, I think it's it's. I think you're right. Like it is not very well established as to what happens. Like because we are we are brought in at the tail end of that rescue where yeah. you know, Jason Statham is making his way back to the, the rescue submersible. Um, he's in contact with the rest of his, his rescue team. And then he has to make a decision. This all happens in like the first three minutes of the film. And then it cuts out. Like you just know that something bad happened to Jason Statham's character and something happened out in the ocean. We're not sure what we're, we're never really given that information from there um matter like yeah and then then we're we're kind of brought forward into uh into the future where rain wilson is um he is coming to see his new research facility um he's kind of deep blue sea yeah, yeah, like you know, he's, he's flying the, in. He's Sam Jackson. He's coming in, in. in a way. <laughs> yeah, much less charismatic, but yeah, but kind of, kind of correctly cast as like a billionaire bro guy. Yes, I, I think he does right. a good job. Yeah, at he it, plays like, it right. Yeah, um, and, and you know, he has a screen presence to him, especially in in this this type of role. Uh, we're kind of given like the the real brief rundown of what's happening at this facility. They have decided that at the Mariana Trench, that the bottom of the ocean is not actually the bottom of the ocean. Wow! Uh, yeah, it's a, it, it's a cloud that that we that they think they can break through. I gotta um, say, like, uh, deep sea, better premise. We're researching Alzheimer's. Yeah, and and so we're we're like sharks are smart or whatever they have good brains, you know what I mean? Like that's this is we, like we fuck okay, up. We think that the bottom of the ocean is not the bottom of the ocean, like what? Right, and like I think there there's a through line for both of these films in that like smart people are doing dumb things to advance science. I think you're right here. Like the it's science, better, that, it's a better, yeah. it's a better setup in the other one where it's yeah. like, there seems to be like, there's more a like real reason. Stake. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I would, I understand why you would do what you did to the sharks in deep blue sea, because you're trying to cure Alzheimer's. And this seems like a good, good idea. The shit they're doing in the Meg is like, humans are stupid because we do dumb shit. Like we don't know when to say stop. I mean, I get exploration and you know what? And then like the whole exploration part at the beginning here, like, I don't know why I could not stop thinking about Titanic. Like where they're <laughs> just like going in the deep vessel. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of Titanic for some reason. Um, I mean, I could definitely see that. Right. Cause it, a lot of the shots are tight, close in of the three people that are in the submersible. Yeah, and in Titanic, I don't think they're in the submersible. I think it's a, uh, it's a camera. Think, yeah, they're using like a rover, but all the shots are tight, close in on the people operating it, um, and seeing what 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 we're viewing. So yeah, similar similar to that. I could definitely see that. Anyway, so they break through this barrier in the trench. The bottom is not the bottom of the ocean, and they go down, and there's this whole new ecosystem 
uh, where the water is warmer uh, because there's these steam vents down there, all sorts of life we've never seen, um, including prehistoric sharks that are still in existence. Uh, Similar to Piranha 3D, where the piranhas in that were like locked away and and humans fucked it up by doing something stupid. Dude, that's a movie I thought of several times while watching this and does this movie no favors. (laughs) I mean, you know, I love Piranha 3D as well. I um, I compared to this, I love Prana 3D as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I could I could see that. <laughs> um yeah, so the people down there they get attacked. They don't know what's attacked them, they just know it's big and it's it's fucked up their sub and they, they can't lift off. Um they only have X amount of time to be rescued. So obviously you need to fly all the way to a different country um, to get Jason Statham. Because <laughs> he can't find a diver. Because yeah. he is the one diver who's gone deep. It's like, all right. Yes. That's, I mean, that, that's what they, they sell you on. Yeah. Um, also happens that uh, his ex-wife is the, the pilot, the captain of the sub that is, is damaged. So they're like, hey, you... You know, she's down there. Can you go get her? Um, we're not sure what hit them. Something big hit them. He's like, it's that monster. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he he agrees after some some pulling. I've been in the by him as a drunk earlier. Sorry, doesn't yeah. uh... no because he's too suave. He has too much like. <laughs> Think of uh, Bruce Willis back in the day. Remember, like Last Boy Scout, Die Hard Three. Didn't yeah. that like was not like believable? Like he's like unshaven. I mean, I guess Dave has got a little stubble and stuff, but he's like too like. How you doing? Like you guys want a bit? I'm gonna have a bit. It's like, dude, like, uh, yeah. like I don't buy that you're like down and out and and, and just giving up. Like it just seems like you're on vacation I, and I'm not sh- Yeah, I'm not sure that he is meant to be like that down and out. Like well, they say it, was, don't they? Don't they say, oh, he's uh he's a drunk, he's washed up somewhere, you know. Oh, where's he? You know, yeah, he's got a beef getting drunk. And so, so like so that is by like this I think that's all told by this doctor, yeah. uh, Dr. Heller, who is meant to be like this antagonist to to uh, Statham's hero, um, yeah. We... The whole, are you gonna have a beer? Because I'm gonna have a beer. It's just, I'm like, yeah. uh, I just didn't like. He's too put together. He's too sober. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, when we first see him, like yeah. before before they even get get through there on the he's island, like he's talking too, to people and yeah. He's more like Rambo in Rambo Four. Like, <laughs> I mean, but way more cheery than than Rambo. But uh. <laughs> But yeah, like it's like I'm just retired here. I don't I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, um, um, but the, I mean, this is like the least of the problems because Statham is likable. So it's just yeah. like whatever, you know. Okay. Yeah, he like you know it's, you know he he draws your eye and like when he's on screen, it's like this. It's fun. Yeah. He's, he's fun to watch. 
uh, he agrees to go rescue these people in, in between like this other, the, the lead scientist. I don't know. She's an idiot. She hops into like this mini basically looks like uh, the fucking thing in, in the Phantom Menace that, that they're, they're flying around in the water. Oh, yeah. Um, like the, yeah, these the little submersibles are like super like spaceship looking. Um, and she takes one down cause she's going to tow the, the submersible back up with like this little pod racer type thing. Um, I don't know why she did that. It made zero sense. Anyway, Statham goes and he like, he beats them down there. They get attacked by the, the thing. There's a giant squid. It's completely CG. I thought it looked okay though. Um, and uh, he, he makes the rescue, but they lose somebody in the process. And we realize that there's definitely a big shark down there. Like we finally seen the big shark. It's made the attack. Um, but the like, you know, yeah, the, the, the megalodon. Oh, it's, it's really big. And like, we you know, they kind of like break down what it is, but we don't, you know, you don't think anything of it because they've rescued. Now, now we know what's going to happen because this, it's a movie called the fucking Meg. Like, you know, that the megalodon is going to breach that, that barrier that had been keeping it down there and, and wreak havoc on the, the upper side. Um, but these idiots don't until it takes a giant chunk out of the, tries to take a giant chunk out of the observation deck um, in a bad scene where it just bites the deck and leaves its teeth marks. Uh, then I don't know. I don't, I honestly have kind of, I blacked out here on what happened. Uh, for yeah. some reason, they the the thing they have to go up to the top, uh, and they're on like a, a giant yacht trying to fish this thing out. Um, I'm not sure why that happened. Um, you, need, you need more downtime where there's people standing around talking. Yeah, it know, just kind of seems to jump from the giant bite to we're now on a boat. Uh, and I'm not sure why, but they're they're chasing it. They're, hey, somebody needs to go into the water to get close to this fucking thing. Doesn't make any fucking sense either. They're uh, trying to, is this, they're trying to like tranquilize it now. Well, so they're they're gonna or they're gonna tranquilize it. It's it's right before that. They're gonna tranquilize it, but the the uh diving cage is not ready yet. Okay. So they, they need to and Rain Wilson's the one that, that suggests this. Why don't they put a GPS chip on it? Yeah, that was kind of funny actually. So uh Statham swims out and shoots like a, a harpoon at it. Um and I actually i I kind of like the I like the end of this scene is when the fucking giant uh, shark is chasing chasing him and the boat is like pulling him away. Uh, so he looks like a giant piece of bait. I don't know how the shark doesn't <laughs> catch up to him, but movie magic, I guess. I don't know. Uh then then they finally they they go in they go in the water into the shark tank. Uh, the shark is smarter than they think, and it bites the part that is not unbiteable. 
and fucks up uh, the the doctor's day in there, which causes Statham to have to rescue her. Okay, all right. No, well, they say he's. It's gonna swallow the. Whole, it doesn't matter that the cage. It, it, you know, is oh, yeah. It's gonna swallow the whole cage. Yes, it's it, swallow the whole cage. So Statham jumps in the water, dives in, and starts so like. Alright, what are you gonna do, bro? Like Right, you're gonna fight this like What are you gonna do? Like <laughs> what are you gonna do? Shark? Yeah. Uh I don't know, he like pulls it he like doesn't he open up the fucking cage somehow and then pulls her out or something. I don't know. But uh, shit's bad. Uh CN's mask is cracked. He needs to rescue her. So, yeah, there's there's finally like he needs to rescue her out of there because her ma- mask is cracked, but Again, like I don't know what his idea. Like, the somehow like hook the shark, um, and so that they could get out of there. I don't know. Yeah, they they use the um, it's like one of the the cranes on. Yeah, we're like struggling to figure out what the fuck this. Yes, I mean, I and I recently (laughs) watched it, and that's like it's. It's a bunch of noise that's like <laughs> with a giant shark in the water. Um, and then I, I, you know, they they kill that shark, but then there's a bigger shark. Um, <laughs> this got a laugh out of me because I forgot about that. And like, so they, they got the like the big shark. They got it up on the boat, right? Or Yeah. 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 Right. And then. An even bigger shark jumps out of the water and fucking he eats the fat dude that was swimming. Yes. And the shark on the boat. And my note on that was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm giving this movie points where it deserves it. Cause that was alright. Yeah, it's a it's a neat scene. Um I actually liked the the, the fat guy that they ate. He seemed to yeah. be the only one that had like him and uh uh DJ the the like the programming guy, they were the only ones that seemed to actually know what the fuck was going on. And like, this doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> like none of this seems good. Uh, but yeah, so the big shark capsizes the other boat. Uh, bad shit starts to happen there. Uh, I think what one of the other guys dies. Her, her dad dies at some point. Um, I, don't know, I might be mixing up. I did not. I stopped taking notes at some point here. So trying to like keep it in line with, with what I'm seeing on the, Wikipedia. The, the billionaire rain Wilson calls in a helicopter at some point. Okay. So that's, that's after, after that's, that's after all this and after the beach, um, which is like the, the big scene from the trailer. Uh, is they they show all these people on the beach and they oh, show the, the beach things. is way after, dude. The billionaire calls in the helicopter to to. Okay, now I am crossing it up. Okay, so yes, he tells everybody that he's contacted the government, um, and that they're going to take care of the shark, and then he goes out hunting the sharks with his like private military. This is force. even before that. This is this is um. Like I think it's <sighs> to rescue him, right? They shoot the they shoot the sharks as their boat's sinking. Yeah, 
Yeah, to, like to they, they literally the like away. are shooting the shark with a fucking assault rifle, like just just to like give him some breathing room or whatever. And then, yes, and then they get a, nope. they get a tracker yeah. on him. But then the movie just like slows down again. The shark Absolutely. goes away. Jesus, yep. Uh, they all head back to the to the the. the so we could talk some more. Slowly. Like I, I just just. Why the boring shit? Like this movie is two hours long. Maybe cut out the boring shit. I don't know. Like, yeah, we don't we don't need the romance subplot with Jonas and Suyin. Yeah. Um, we don't need the like. Look, I like the little girl. I thought she was cute. Um, like I think she has a couple of funny lines as well. But like, we don't necessarily need her to be like the the guidepost yeah. for Jonas. Um, you know, it's, after it's, it's all flat, like it's yeah, it's like they're like, all right, that's cute, but it serves no purpose. Like, there is zero reason for these two people to be hooking up, especially after her dad just died. Like, seems strange, but then, like, once it starts to get going again, then we get Rain Wilson going out at night, yes, and he, he is gonna go like. He's got some fucking people on helicopters like throwing depth charges to bomb the thing. Um, and this is like, this part I actually kind of like because it surprised me because I was like, all right, what's going on here? He's like, all right, they killed it. Like, it's dead. Like, yes, yeah, sir, we're sure it's dead. And the dude's got shark goop on his face up in the helicopter. Yeah. That's how much they blew it up. Like, that was, I like that. There are pieces uh, everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, and then, Wilson like rolls in and they're like trying to grab souvenirs off it, like grabbing yeah, teeth. Yeah, he says, off of it. says, "Go, go, grab teeth. Yeah, go, go grab me some. They keep one for yourself too." And they're <laughs> like, "Uh, this is a whale." And uh, so yeah, they did not. They bombed just like some giant whale. And, 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 and uh, it, it's and Wilson gets killed here, right? Like right here. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a funny scene because like, um, you know, there's all this blood in the water now because they've killed this whale, so it's going to attract the sharks. Uh, especially the big one, and so he he realizes, oh shit! Like the big shark's coming, we had to get the fuck out of here. Except he is not all the way on the boat, and when the boat pulls away, he goes overboard and is left out there by the dead whale. Um, and a funny scene here. I thought I thought this was was neat. So like the big giant Meg comes up, takes a bite into the whale, and because the mouth is so big. Rain Wilson is not eaten because does not chomp down all the way. He is actually he goes into the mouth of the shark, but he comes out of it and he's still alive. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm all right. And then the shark bites again. And uh, all that's left is his hand hanging on the whale. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was a, f- a fun, fun scene there. Um, Then we get another fun scene. See from the trailer. Yeah, that then finally, yes, this is the beach scene. Um, the scene that they sold me on this movie with, and is, boy, what a letdown, dude! I'm sorry. Oh, it's only like three minutes long at best. Yes, out of a two-hour movie, you sold me on. There's a beach with a million fucking people on it. You got Jason Statham and this fucking shark that's as, as big as a fucking building. And we finally get to this part, and it's literally like it pulls back from it right away. 
Like he he, he, yeah, moves, he moves a couple of rafts around. It's actually Char- more set up than anything else on the beach. Like yeah, they're, they're establishing. Oh, look at all these people having fun on the beach. Oh, we know it's gonna come. And then, like, uh, you know, two minutes into the setup, the shark finally shows up. Chaos reigns. Uh, people are Very you know, yeah. stupid. Um, yeah, the they, guy running around in that. The, the guy running around in that, like, inflatable ball. ball is that, is the, that a thing? Is that an actual thing? Yeah, you can do that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's stupid, like, the way he's doing it, because he's just rolling over people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it, that's kind of funny. Uh it's very similar to uh, Piranha 3D, where you know, all the chaos yes. is going on on the and lake. and this is where I'm thinking of Piranha 3D again, and I'm going, you should just watch this. And there's a movie where they deliver the gore and a little bit of the horror. It's still goofy and tongue-in-cheek, but it's like, shit is fucked. Fucked up shit's happening in that movie. I think and here, it's like... I think the difference between those two is that, like, in Piranha, it's you know, it's a swarm of a school of these piranha mm. that are attacking. And in this, it's just one, one giant shark. So like your carnage, isn't going to be harder. To, yeah. It's like, yeah, he's it's going to be smaller people. Whole. But this sequence here should have been like the heart of the movie. It should have been 30 minutes of the movie, not three minutes. Yeah. Like, like, it's literally like, it's shorter than I remembered it. Like I remember, I remember when I went to go see this movie, I went to go see it because of the trailer. And the trailer showed you that little dog that's swimming out, and all these people on this beach, and this fucking giant shark's gonna come fuck everything up. And you're like, oh my god, I can't wait to see this. The movie, this movie does not deliver on what the trailer is. I mean, good good job on the trailer, but the movie does not deliver on it. It's, it's really, dude, like, I'm sorry, this is super disappointing when you get to this. Like it's it's more disappointing than I remember it. It's so short. He yeah. drags a couple of rafts around, like those rafts that are anchored in the water that people hang out on. Yep. He like drags them, knocks them into each other, he eats some people, and then they like draw the shark away from the beach immediately. Like it's just Yeah, before man, any any real carnage happens. Such a like maybe down. Such maybe a, a few down. people have be, been eaten, but but like, not not a lot. Nothing <laughs> nothing shown. I feel like I'm gonna get more mad each time I watch this movie <laughs> because, like, I, I'll be honest, like, I did not hate this movie as much this time, just because like there are a few fun scenes earlier than this. But man, dude, like, what the fuck? Like, I, I just I don't understand. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, Go I mean, ahead. like, I I I agree with you. Like, they sold the film based on the expectations of this scene. And then nothing happens of it. So it's really a nothing scene because they've they've set up a device to draw it away, which theoretically makes sense. Like why would why would why would a giant shark be bothered with like a bunch of like Cheetos when it could have a steak dinner of a whale? But nothing happens here. Like there's no tension really. Nobody really gets harmed. Uh, like the, I, I, the little kid lives, the the little dog lives, everybody lives. I, and I just want that orgy of mayhem that you get in Piranha 3D, but with the giant fucking shark and thousands of people, which is like, again, like you said, they set it up. 
and and the thing here is, is like I, I think the shark looks good. Like the CG yeah, on the shark good. looks good. They could have done some stuff where it's just like swallowing people whole, like just mm-hmm. like the entire rafts instead of dragging it, like it's just eating a raft. Because like, mm-hmm. it does breach uh at some point in this film where it jumps up out of the water. So like you could have it where it just kind of like comes up a little bit, grabs a raft and takes it down. That would have at least been fun. Um, instead, we've diverted it with, you know, a whale call. Uh, and where uh, Taylor and Suyin hop in their Phantom Menace pod racing things and uh, float around with missiles on it to try and shoot the uh, shark. Uh, and that's about it. Like, they ultimately, they, they kill the shark. Yeah, and then you get. Oh God! The, the cute winking Finn. Oh, before the end credits, it says Finn. Oh yeah, fuck you! It's like, what are you talking about? But yes, fuck um, you with that shit. I'm sorry. I I I know you were more forgiving than me on this movie the first time we watched it. That I, I I still am like, <laughs> and I think I'm more forgiving on it than I was the first time I watched it. But man, like, it it is a bit of a it is a letdown for what that film is. Like, it has one of the biggest action stars in, in the world at the time. Fighting a giant shark. Like, it should be cooler than it is. Uh, it's just. <sighs> Like when you mentioned like the all the producers and the fact that they're like aiming for China and shit too, it's like you could feel that, dude. Like you, this is a movie that has it's a manufactured film. It has no identity, you know. It, it really is just this is movie formula. We're gonna inject this into you. Here you go. Enjoy. Like, so, uh, I do hope. Uh, and I mentioned this earlier that they are making a sequel. It is currently filming or it is finished filming and it'll be releasing next, next year in, in August. Um, I am hoping that like, you know, they can, they've taken four years, like deliver something different. And also it has a different director. So Statham's returning. Um, uh, but not not the uh, not the Chinese. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, nope, not the Chinese lady. It looks like, or she's not listed here. So maybe um, Cliff Curtis is back. Paige Kennedy, the um, DJ, the the programmer, he's back. So like they're bringing back some of that crew, and I think that they're you know there's some personality there. You could have fun with that. Um, I think you-, you need to do something better. Though. Did you recognize Paige Kennedy from anything? No. He I mean, is he from, looks familiar, but he no. is from season one of The Shield. He was a recurring character. Huh. Uh throughout season one of the Shield, there was like this love triangle that was like slowly about to explode. And it does in an episode called Cupid and Psycho. And um I think that's what it's called. Uh he is one of the he's one of the guys in the love triangle. 
I rec- I recognized him immediately. I thought he was from The Wire for for some reason. I looked him up. I was like, oh no no, he's the guy. He's like in at least three episodes of of the Shield season one. Like, yeah, I, I liked him in this. Like, I think he has some personality. Uh, he's enjoyable on screen. Uh, the guy who was directing the Meg Two is named uh, Ben Wheatley. And I don't know. I'm not recognizing anything. <laughs> he is. He's somebody. I guess. He's I, another. No, he is no. another somebody. He's not. No, no. He he is um, not a turtle top. He's somebody. <laughs> you're not being a. No, he, a he, he, he actually he is somebody. Um, yeah. Hey, maybe. Maybe, man. I'm just hoping like, maybe if they have it, if it's more focused and not so. That, that's that is something I think about the Meg is that it is very manufactured that we are trying to branch out and, and capture the Chinese audience, as opposed to just making making a big dumb movie about a giant shark that has Jason Statham. <laughs> you know, ca- you know, capture the audience that way. You know, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe, dude. I, I have like zero. I'm not like, oh, I'm gonna go see this, but. Hey, maybe it'll be better. Um, it'd be it would be like a it would be a huge surprise for me for like a movie that was like actually shitty, but somehow made a bunch of money and got a sequel for that sequel to be good. But hey, that would be, be a great uh, yeah, it'd be great ending to the story. Yeah, and I mean, I think you you've come to the realization that these films are are not not, not horror really, yeah. films, so. Maybe if you go in thinking that, you at least have well, some fun with it. Yeah, but like, it has a lot to do. It has, uh, uh, yeah, and and like, there's things you could do not being a horror film that are just better than just. I'm sorry, I'll give I'll give my, I'll give my final fuck. Yeah, uh, I, I it just feels generic, dude. It's it generic. Is. It's by committee. It's like you said, you could feel like it's like serving a bunch of different masters and, and just a, a million hands on it. And, you know, when you have all these things, there's no identity to it. And it's just and surprisingly boring, even though it, it does have more set pieces than I remember. Like, it does have more action, breaking up the standing around and talking in rooms, boring moments. You I think know? the action is fun. Like you know, in in general, like some of it is actually enjoyable to watch. Yeah, there's a lot of talking though. There's a lot of like going over like that's what every, Megalodon is, and that's and every monster. Film. That's a, that's what I'm saying. It's like every big budget action monster movie. You're gonna have another great example of this is not the last, not Godzilla vs Kong, but the last. Just Godzilla movie. I won't. It's Brian all. Cranston. It's uh no, the one in between. Um, oh God, God, gods and the King the, of Monsters. King of Monsters. Yep. It's it's just people standing around talking, because 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 you can't do two hours of the monsters fighting. Right, and I think so, that's where Deep Blue Sea thrives over this is because yeah, they, they were. Able to make a slasher film, kind yes, of. yes. It mixes, it mixes like it gives you a big 
monster moments, but then like, yeah, it's just also just suspense and trying to get through, crawl up a ladder, and you know. Uh, anyways, yeah, um, this thing is generic and it's fucking lame, and you can really feel that it's just a, it's just it's like something pumped out by a factory. Um. Which evidently and, people really like to the tune of half a billion dollars. I so. guess. Uh, but I mean, we, you know, we kind of talked that about that trailer Marvel was earlier. really good. Yeah, it had a great trailer. Often Marvel films often also have great trailers. Yeah. Uh, people watch and, Marvel. So, yep. But yeah, I don't know. Dude, for me, this movie kind of like fucking sucks ass. It's just. Again, I'm trying to think of like, what would I say positive? Again, there, there's there's more action scenes than I thought, but those action scenes are like I don't know. It's just, dude, I've seen this movie a million times, and I've seen it a million times better, and I just yeah don't like the Meg. Didn't like it the first time. Don't like it now. Uh, it's a four out of ten for me. Uh so I'm I'm a, a little bit higher than you on it. I do think it is it is generic, um, and you know as as I was talking about it, I was losing my place in where the film was because it is it's just kind of happening. It is a film that like oh that's on, <laughs> and maybe you catch like the cool scene you liked in it, and then you move on and move. It's you know, a TNT. It's a TNT movie. That and that's exactly where both of us watched it uh, yeah. off of uh, off of TNT. Um, and I think it 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 is one of those like it is a. It's I literally a... watched it in Sunday afternoon. It is a yeah. Sunday afternoon. I'm not doing anything. Maybe yes. folding some laundry film. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it, it. Is I don't know if you saw what I saw on Twitter, but I was really mean. But like, it's also true. It's it's a TNT movie. It's your dad watching it as he's fucking asleep on the couch movie. That's yes. what it is. Um, so I'm, I'm slightly more positive on it than, than <laughs> Jeff. Not, not much. Uh, I'm giving it a five out of, out of 10. All right. Uh, what did our, our <laughs> polls say? So I did a poll on Twitter. It got one vote. Okay. It got a vote for deep Lucy, but All right. I also did a t- poll on Facebook, and it got many, many, many votes. Many votes. 97% for Deep Blue Sea. Wow. So Man. you are validated here, Chris. Your Deep Blue Sea is beloved, and a lot of people called Deep Blue Sea a classic. Nobody, call- nobody called the Meg a classic. I mean, it is not. <laughs> it is. It is. Much like John Turtletub, it is a movie. <laughs> so, yeah, this is an easy win for Deep Blue Sea, but I'm happy I got to see Deep Blue Sea finally. I, I am glad that, that you enjoyed it. You know, you never know when you bring, bring something <laughs> like that in. Jeff, what uh, do we have for September? I put you through a lot this year, Chris. Um, you know? Uh, things that are not necessarily horror. We've done some prison movies. Made you watch that awful Cage Heat movie. Uh, oh, that was the thing we'd watched. Yeah, I forgot about that. Last month, we made you watch 
homemade homemade uh, action movies. So I initially had this month was going to be two documentary films, but I was like, you know what, dude? I've put through just through a fucking lot. Let's go back to basics. And let's do just do two horror movies, and let's do the most basic thing we could do, which is a movie, and it's a remake. Okay. Back right. back to the beginning of how yeah, this yeah. And we're going to do... And the other thing I was thinking, I was like, you know, I just saw Nope. I'm mean, kind of into this alien vibe. Let's do something with that. Hey. So we're going to do... From 1958, The Blob versus 1988, The Blob. We're gonna, right. blob it. We're gonna blob it up. All right, and that the blob from 1958 is uh, available on Tubi, also yeah. on HBO Max. Yeah, that's out um, there. And then what was it? 1988. Uh, doesn't look like it's it's free anywhere, but easily rentable. Buy that shit. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Have you have you seen the the blob? I have seen. Parts I don't remember if I've seen the whole thing. I've definitely seen aspects of it. I, I, it's a film that has been on television, and I've seen it. The remake. Uh, it, all right, I'll, I'll spoil it. I've never seen the original. I don't think the original stands a chance. Uh, <laughs> but it's an excuse for me to watch the original and uh, the remake. McQueen. Yeah, yeah. The, the The remake though is like genuinely awesome 80s movie like it's a buy just buy it if it, if you if you're looking at a five dollar rental versus ten dollar buy or whatever yeah. fucking buy the fuck out of the remake of the blob we'll be back to talk about it next month but i think the remake of the blob is probably one of the best 80s horror movies so the interesting uh interesting link to our our you know to this this month's uh, films is that uh, the director Chuck Russell he directed Nightmare on Elm Street three. I think Zerbot, um Frank Zerbot worked on the Blob. The Blob that makes sense, yeah. The Blob is fucking fantastic, and <laughs> we're gonna talk all about it. We're gonna dive into whether the original is worth anything. Um, I'm excited because. One, it's an excuse to watch The Blob, and two, it's an excuse to watch the original The Blob, which I've never seen. This, uh, this, this guy has some some stuff I've seen. He's I definitely probably, not just a he's not just a director. <laughs> oh, Chuck uh, Russell or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only ones I know off the top of my head are those two. But um, um, he did he did Eraser with uh, yeah, Schwarzenegger. I yeah. Um, and he also did the Scorpion King with the Rock. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I only know I've only seen the, those other two, but um, okay. And the yeah. mask he did the mask with Jim Carrey. Okay, okay, I've seen that. Um, yeah. Um, I guess he had an okay career. Yeah. Uh, but he started off like really strong with two awesome '80s horror movies. Man, The Blob. Um, all right, I'm looking forward to it, uh, dude. Get excited! It, I, I'm not trying to arrive it. I don't think I could. It's it's awesome. 
So, uh, yeah, we'll be back with the blob, like a very basic, back to basics episode next month. We're gonna explore the blob. I'm into it.